0: And on today's Creativity Chat, we have Peter Akinosho. Today we're talking about how to make friends as an adult. So welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Peter and I went to college together, and I don't don't actually know when I met you, but I know that I always saw you at different things. And it wasn't until we (laughs) graduated and moved to Atlanta that we kind of became better friends. I wanted to talk about the book club that you started. I think that really helped us make friends, but maybe we should start with how you made the friends that joined the book club.
1: It's kind of like an interesting process. I think it was a lot of mutual friends. It was a lot of, um, a bunch of us went to um, Passion City Church, had this like YoPro college event.
0: And um, YoPro stands for
1: Young Professionals. Yes. So people who graduated college and are
0: friendless. <laughs>
1: Yeah, pretty much, trying to make friends in a new city, um, which was just a very cool way to connect people. Um, So I had heard about one of my other groups of friends having a book club, um, and I just thought it was a very cool opportunity to connect with people on a more intellectual level. Um, Because a lot of times you hang out with your friends at the park or you play Frisbee, and you don't always get to have those, like, deeper conversations that you want to have. Um, so I thought a book club was a cool idea because it kind of lends itself to that.
0: I guess for preface, like, for time, you started meeting people in January. Yes. And the book club started in June. Yes. So you had six months to kind of, like, have those, hey, like, let's get dinner or, like, let's hang out. And then, hey, like, let's actually get to know each other deeper.
1: And it's kind of interesting because... That period of time isn't like super long to form like deep friendships. I know some people take like years, but I did feel I did feel pretty close to them by the time that the uh, the book club started.
0: Yeah, I remember. I think I guess it was for your birthday last year. I don't know if it was your birthday, but you had like waffle pancakes, waffles, or something. Do you remember that? Um, it's like one Sunday night.
1: We had done them. I actually don't know. That was like probably April of last year. Okay. (laughs) It was just one random Sunday. Yeah. I love breakfast food. (laughs) Oh,
0: It's it's the best. But you said, "Um, I hope this is a year where we don't just grow in the width of our friendships, but we grow in depth. And I just remember that. I was like, wow, that's so sweet. Yeah. Flash forward to June. And you start your book club. We call this reading with friends.
1: Yes. Yes, we do.
0: What book did we read?
1: So I just want to preface this with my friends are awesome. And I don't know if this would have worked with any other friends because these people are down to do anything. So this is just like an off the cuff. We should start a book club. Mm-hmm. Um, but we chose the Enneagram book.
0: Road Back to You. Yes,
1: The Road Back to You. And I thought it was good because it, it wasn't just... Like, what's the story? What do you think these characters mean? Which is very important, but you got to, like, kind of explore people's personalities a little bit Mm -hmm. deeper, um, which is one of my favorite things in the world.
0: And I almost think that's why it worked so well because people, you know, like, people love talking about themselves, right? So they were coming over, oh, let's talk about me, you know? Yes.
1: (laughs) Even though everyone came and they wanted to talk about themselves, I think the coolest part was, like, hearing about how other people function
0: mm-hmm.
1: like what are the so for those of you that don't know
0: oh yes what what are the enneagram what is the enneagram
1: so the enneagram ennia stands for nine um and it's basically nine different motivations um that kind of influence how people live and work and operate um and so each motivation is assigned a number nine is the peacemaker eight is the challenger So each of them have a number and the book kind of breaks it up based on each chapter focuses on a number, kind of what their strengths are, what motivates them. There's multiple ways to like find out about your Enneagram. We kind of recommend like just reading all the descriptions and Mm -hmm. figuring out once you'll hit yours, you kind of are like this book knows me. This number understands me.
0: I think what was cool for us was we had a group of friends and A lot of the people, I mean, there were a few people that were nines or would classify as a nine or identify with the nine, but we had a good mix and that was neat because I think it helps you understand people a little bit better.
1: I would absolutely agree. And it, it's very cool how it worked out in that way that, um, you don't just have like all threes and all sixes we Mm -hmm. had. I think we had pretty much every single number i think so which is very interesting
0: it was interesting and it's interesting how we all work together yes i'm one of those people that i'm kind of like (laughs) anti-enneagrams i'm like uh i I think i know myself but uh it was cool to see all right this is where this person goes to when they're like fearful or like when they're excited yada Mm. yada yada
1: I, it's funny you say that. I'm very much on this train of like, validate the hype. Oh dear. (laughs) Well, if something's popular, I think a lot of people will like kind of shy away from it and say Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be involved in that. If it's good, I want to know for myself if it's good. I want to know if there's any like legitimacy behind this. And that's, that's actually why I read the book to begin with, because I wanted to know, I don't know, is there any credibility behind Mm -hmm. this? Um, and when we dove into it, like there, there absolutely was. And right. It helped me learn about people like so much more than I expected.
0: And Saturdays were for book club.
1: Yes. Saturday uh, mornings. Saturday mornings.
0: Yeah. We had pretty good turnouts, especially in the beginning. Yes. And absolutely. then it kind of dipped a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. That's,
1: a, that's what happens. It got more intimate.
0: Yeah, it did. <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> Two people. I'm just saying. <laughs> <kidding. laughs> I think it's neat how that led into. Basically, just the summer being a really good summer, and we were able to do a lot of interesting things, like the banana party. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if that would have happened if we hadn't have gotten to all know each other.
1: It did, like, kind of like encourage us to like know each other on a deeper level, because mm-hmm. those days always ended up being, it wasn't like we went to book club and then we just went home. They,
0: please say it. <laughs>
1: So I use this term, power hangs. Uh We wouldn't just like, we would meet in the morning and then we would literally hang out all All day day long. We would have different, we'd like go to lunch together and then like go to Ikea together and then (laughs) throw a bonfire at night. So they weren't just like, we're hanging out in the morning and then we're leaving. We're hanging out for 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing.
0: It is amazing because generally I would be so tired of people after. <laughs> Truly,
1: I'm an extrovert, so I loved it. <laughs> I was all for it. You're
0: extroverted. Absolutely. Are you serious, mm-hmm. Peter? You're ex Wow, I didn't know that. The book club has kind of faded.
1: Yes, it has faded. The you come back.
0: Will it? What w- What would you have us read?
1: Um, that's a fantastic question. I um. I don't think. Fiction is off the table. Um, I definitely think C.S. Lewis books need to be thrown in the mix. Okay. Um, just because he's such a fantastic writer. And you can, like, read his books over and over and still pull out more from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really kind of just what the people want. I would, uh, I would definitely make a, make a, a doodle poll this time or a group me poll and just figure out what people want to read.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fair. Kind of just like leisurely, what podcasts do you normally listen to? I know this is random, but I know you're such a podcaster.
1: So I am, historically I'm a big podcaster. Okay. Um, NPR is Planet Money, specifically The Indicator. Huge Stacey Vanek-Smith fan. Um, But I kind of dropped off a little bit last year for a good reason. I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Right. Um, and then last year, I had this goal, um, kind of ambitious to listen to an audiobook a week uh, last year. And so
0: did you succeed?
1: I actually beat it. I think I got to fifty four last year. Oh, wow, there was one point that I was way behind, and then there was a month that I think I listened to like a couple there were a little bit shorter books, and I got ahead and I just you cheated. I, You're like I listened
0: to poetry. <laughs>
1: They were real books. They were um some of the actually CS Lewis's books are a little bit shorter. Okay. Um but so I love podcasts but audiobooks have kind of taken up my uh, listening time.
0: <laughs> are you an Amazon Audible person?
1: I use a variety of sources. Okay. Um Audible is always like a stable go-to. They have pretty much everything. Um, but what people don't realize is there's a couple free options out there. Um, Hoopla, H O O P L A is a big one. Um, there's another one called Libby, um, and they're both like through your library in the same way that you, I can check out a book in a library. You just check them out through their online apps. Um, so if I can't find it for free, I'll, uh, I'll make the purchase.
0: What were some of your favorite books you read last year? Or listen, listen, read. I say listen, you'll be, you'll say read.
1: We'll go with consumed Consumed. because (laughs) it encompasses a little bit of everything. So I love anything psychology. Mm. I love medical books. And then I found a fiction author that I am just obsessed with. The Body, A Guide for Occupants. Um, It's a Bill Bryson book. He narrates it himself (laughs) Um, and he kind of goes through like, just some of the crazy things that are going on inside your body. Um, just every day, like how you work, things you don't even notice or know about. Um, so that was up there.
0: And that's fiction or that's real? Uh, nonfiction? Nonfiction. Okay.
1: So it's very, like, very medical-based. He does his research, like, um, goes through, like, a bunch of history of surgery and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. and Very, very interesting. Um, I would say... Another big one was a book called Beartown by Friedrich Bachmann. Um, a bunch of people know um, a man called Uva, but what's really, really cool about this author is all his books are written in Swedish um, and then they're translated over to English, um, but they just, they translate so well, um, and it's crazy to me that you can tell a story in like one language and use like verbiage like, specific to that language and culture and translate it into english and then like i still can get so much like emotion and depth from it Mm. um so those those were two of my favorites and if you want more i have a list of 54.
0: (laughs) in your in your notes
1: yes in my notes
0: (laughs) on his phone you also play tennis how has that helped you make friends
1: i just traveled to New York and I, I was talking to my friends and I was like, So you move to a new city, like, what? How do you make friends? Mm-hmm. Because college is easy. You have people on your dorm. Um, I guess adult life, you have work people, but a lot of people don't like work friends. They like separation of uh, work and life. But um, I would say, like, intramural friends are like a very good way to meet people. In adulthood. Um, so I plan a league called Red Hair. Um, and it's just cool because, like, you just like get to have fun and get to have a goal and um, get a little bit active with your friends. Um, so I would say that's, like, a very, very cool way and interactive way um, to meet people.
0: Mm. What other ideas did they mention?
1: They said that, like, especially when it's like a far off city like mutual connections are key
0: that's fair
1: um they said so many people they've met have been like they mentioned that they're moving to new york and like they will say oh i had a friend in high school like who moved up there like you guys should totally connect and under normal circumstances you wouldn't you wouldn't hang out with just random string connections but there's a sort of like desperation to it all where you just like reach out more than you normally would and i think you put yourself out there like you you can really get rewarded sometimes
0: i think one of my favorite things that one of our friends said i won't say his name (laughs) but when he met people he said i have no friends (laughs) can i get your phone number
1: (laughs) i mean it's a it's a legitimate thing like you just like move and transition and Things are different. Right. Because
0: it would be easy to remain friends with just people you went to school with. Mm-hmm. And I think it's almost harder to make friends that you didn't go to school with.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, like, important to, like, keep those connections. But um, I think it's very, very important to reach outside of that bubble.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely.
1: And kind of meet new new people.
0: What's it like being friends with people that like movies? <laughs>
1: Um, it's good. So I am not a crazy movie watcher. I will enjoy them every once in a while, but they're not the main thing I jump to. It's fine. <laughs> it's very interesting because I think it's very cool how some people like can find connection, um, just like hanging out with people and not talking, um, which is very weird to me. But I think it, I think it's awesome that you can just like. Form a friendship or a bond by just, like, occupying the same space as someone else.
0: Deep. (laughs) When I moved to Atlanta, I would just go on Eventbrite or, like, Facebook events, and I would find, like, one or two events to go to every single week. It would be something that was kind of tiring after working, but I always made it a goal to just make one friend, and those friendships are not, they have not been sustained, (laughs) but I tried.
1: Personally, I think that's bold, and I like respect that so much. But I think like it is kind of about that. You just have to find like events, and you Mm -hmm. have to like put yourself out there. Me personally, I love talking to people. Like it's one of my favorite things, and especially like meeting new people and asking questions. But the hump of like I don't know this person. I just see them, and I think they're cool. I'm gonna go introduce myself to them. It's like a big step, Mm. but I've made some really good friends by doing it and I've like gotten some really really good friends From people just like introducing themselves to me
0: America as a whole food is a really big Way that people gather and communicate Mm -hmm. You you started smiling when I just (laughs) 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 Let's talk about that Peter first
1: off I love food Mm -hmm. so and I think other people do too. I really believe that like Everyone has to eat a thing that's like everyone can do and it breaks down barriers. I haven't like looked into the science, but when you get like stressed or nervous, your like digestive system shuts down. So that's why you're not as like hungry like during exam time. But I have like a strong belief that the opposite happens. Like when you are eating, you're kind of like stress and anxiety and like your walls kind of come down. I definitely have made some of my best friends over like A group dinner or over a meal. My fifth year of college, we had this thing we called Sunday night dinner. Um, And so every Sunday night, it was literally a group of people. I didn't know my other four years of college. They all went to UGA, but I didn't know them. We just all had like mutual friends, and there was a group me of like fifth year dogs or something like that. Some of the girls just decided they were gonna host dinner at their house every Sunday night. And it literally turned into like some of my best friends in the world because we would just like hang out and we would eat and we would just talk about life and every subject under the sun. It just kind of united us. So I think that's other another like really good way to just just like connect people.
0: You seem to have taken what you experienced in school and brought it to Atlanta because like you said, they opened up their house and you've always been really kind to open up your house all of us to come together and read.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Brene Brown is very into like, you got to be vulnerable. And a lot of people think about that in the sense of like saying vulnerable things, but there's also just being vulnerable in a space. Um, For a lot of people, their home, their house is theirs. It's where they go to like find comfort and peace. When you open up your home, when you open up like your personal space, you let people into like a deeper side of your life. And I think there's something like really cool and special about that. It's another aspect of just like putting yourself out there and building those like deeper connections.
0: I agree. And sometimes you just watch music videos on YouTube in Peter's house. That
1: is correct. (laughs) And you have a great time doing it an absolutely amazing time doing it
0: thank you for being on today's creativity chat peter
1: thank you so much for having me
0: uh i really recommend people starting a book club wherever you are or joining one it'll uh help you make new friends all right bye (laughs) you can say bye too if you want
1: (laughs) bye people